This is Brunch with the Hollowells, and to start us off is a quote from Sean. Mirror, mirror, on the wall, who's the fairest one of all? Is that... That sounds like Regina from Once Upon a Time. I'll take it, but it's actually the <laughs> evil queen from the movie. From what movie? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Oh, okay. You have to be specific. There's a lot of evil queens out there. You're an evil queen. <laughs> uh, you could have meant Ravenna. You could have gone with... Yeah, I have no idea. But cool. Yes, evil queen. She's a witch, right? She is a witch. I always saw her as a queen and an evil no, one at she, that. She's a witch. She makes potions and turns her body into an old hag woman. I see. Well, I, yeah, I see her as a witch. I mean, hey, if Disney sees her as a witch, I'm cool. There are people right. who use magic and then there are people who are witches. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've always seen her as a witch. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, Evil Queen, awesome. Why did you choose her today? Um, Because we haven't used her yet, and I was thinking if we used Ravenna, why can't we use the Evil Queen? And she's Disney, so it was time that we used her. Okay. All right. Well... That is our quote from Sean today. Welcome to Brunch with the Hollowells. I am Rob the Charm Fanatic. And I'm Sean. I'm watching it for the first time. And uh, we recap each episode one by one to convince Sean that this is a wonderful show. And today we are on episode nine of season three. We're doing Coyote Piper. Uh, how's it going, Sean? How are you today? Good. I'm a little bit mad at you, though. What happened? Hey, Sean, there's a big name in this next episode to look out for. Oh, really, Rob? Thanks for letting me know. Is it Rain Wilson? Why should I have to warn you? Did I get a warning when it originally aired? I don't think we even knew who Rain Wilson was back then. All I'm so, saying is you've told me every other time, but you didn't tell me this time, so I was on my own, but I recognized him. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to, like, watch Charm, or, you know, and, and go in blind and be surprised like everybody else. If and I'm it got blind, you, didn't you? I can't watch it. <laughs> well, yes, we did have a big star in it today. Uh, this episode originally aired... On January 11, 2001, uh, it was written by Krista Vernoff and directed by Chris Long. Uh, guest stars include Chad Willett as Justin Harper, Rain Wilson as Sean brought up as Demon Kierkin, the alchemist, Paige Rowland as Tara, Andrew Bowen as the male victim to Tara. This episode scored 5.1 million views. Piper dreads going to her 10-year high school reunion to be held at P3. She wasn't very popular in high school and feels she really can't go as herself even though she's the owner of a very successful club. Prue and Leo try to encourage her. Prue offers to give Piper a makeover. Leo suggests Prue and Piper bring Phoebe with them to cheer her up. She's been somewhat distant since Cole's disappearance. Prue thinks Phoebe needs some time after finding out her boyfriend was a demon. It's not that hard to go through. I found out my boyfriend was a demon once I got over it. <laughs> um, Kierkin, a is that how you say it, Kierkin? I, call, I say Kierkin, yeah. Okay. A powerful alchemist argues with Tara, a female life essence he created. Tara wants to be free. Just as Kierkin is about to alter Tara's chemistry, she stabs herself and her spirit escapes. Later, it rises from a grating and enters a businessman. The businessman's soul, now a reflection in a window, cries for help. But Tara tells him it won't do any good. She orders him to find the Charmed Ones. I thought it was so funny when Prue 
Or Piper was like, I look like a big haired freak. And Prue was like, you don't look like a freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shade drawn with Prue this episode. Um, what did you think of that first outfit she picked out, though? I didn't think it was that bad. Like, it started off pretty good. Like, the the feathers at the bottom were a little crazy. But it wasn't, like, as terrible as they made it seem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it definitely wasn't her, which is what Prue pointed out. Like, this is not who Piper is. But it's funny how she owns that dress, even though it's not her. I don't know where she would wear that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, I also love the fact that demons always just assume that every single human knows who the charm ones are, even though magic is clearly protected from the world on the good and also on the bad side but yet every time a demon comes out take me to the charm ones you know who they are take me to them and it's just like no not everybody knows who they are like <laughs> right? chill out i don't know how they found them though but we'll we'll talk about that later uh did you happen to attend your reunion i didn't and the reason why is i i wanted to go but it was super expensive and they didn't even give you like a drink like you had to pay extra for drinks and it was at a bad location and i had another event that night so i'm like i could pay a lot of money to go see people i don't really care that much about or go to this event (laughs) (laughs) yeah unfortunately i did not have a wonderful time in high school i'm not about to pay money to be reminded of that i just didn't really have to go to see pretty much anyone and to prove anything to anyone and the people that I keep in touch with, I keep in touch with still. So I was okay. Uh, not going, uh, my school was actually doing a 30 year now. And like my friend is begging me to go and I don't know why he wants me to go, but yeah, he's been trying to get me to go to this thing. And I'm just like, (laughs) uh, I don't think so. But didn't you love Brace's Piper? <laughs> that cheesy smile of hers. <laughs> I love that photo. Describe like the worst class photo you took. Um, I have one where I thought my hair was really cool, but when I look back, like it was so bad. Like it was almost like parted in the middle, but it was messy, so it was kind of like sticking up. But then it came and curled around in the front, like where my forehead is. I don't know how to explain okay. it. And I had like this <laughs> necklace on that was uh, steel colored and it had spikes. And I thought it was like the coolest necklace. And everybody would be like, that looks painful. And like, it is. I'm just so bad. <laughs> awesome. Uh, my picture, I think this was eighth grade. And I had a flat top and I had brown rimmed huge glasses with the string. And I was wearing this sort of thin long sleeve hooded sweatshirt and it was like purple and white striped. And I had the biggest grin in the world. It just was not a picture to look back on and be like hell yeah and I always pride myself on all of my class pictures until I went to high school and that's when that shit went down (laughs) um but yeah it was either eighth grade or ninth grade one of the two but yeah it was not a good look (laughs) Uh, but poor Piper has to you know go through this and I don't know she seems very obligated to go and of course Prue was the popular one it makes total sense yeah, the these sort of characters are are matched pretty well. Class president, ex cheerleader. I mean, of course she was like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you noticed our uh, cameo of the week, Rain Wilson, and would you think of his appearance on the show? I thought it was fun because you don't really get to see him pre the office very much where he took on a very distinct character and I think he's kind of remained that character it's kind of like when I go back and watch Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park there's nothing Samuel L. Jackson about him in that role he's just like a throwaway role and then after Uh Pulp Fiction he just became this 
character that he is in every movie now because it works so well for him. Yeah. What is what does it mean when you see characters like this? I mean, to let you guys know, Charmies, I basically told Sean about another cameo way later in the series, and he was like, oh, really? And then was like, oh, we should totally, like, I would totally watch the show. And so, like, this show has a lot of them, and you're going to see so many people that you know, but with a compare and contrast with um, Buffy, you don't really see that many sort of like, I mean, you, you do see a lot of like, I, I remember seeing a lot of TV stars on Buffy, but this one has like movie and TV stars that like really have excelled or are at least well known today. Like, what does that say about like these celebrities guest starring on a show like this do you think it's like bad or good to have so many people that are now good does that say that they just kind of took any job or is that or is it like damn you know i gotta be on that charm show (laughs) on my way to the top i mean what does that say when you see that no i think it's a good thing and i think i would guess that there's a reason why so many people from both buffy and charm did move on to other roles because those were two of the biggest shows so if you're looking for actors to put into other shows then those um what are they called the talent role people you know who are looking for talent yeah do you know just agents yeah talent agents yeah agents they were watching these shows they probably were like hey that's the guy i want for this role in the office he's quirky looking he's weird i could see him doing this you know what i mean yeah, you wonder if anybody regrets taking on these roles in the way that they portrayed them, especially the villains. They're just so over the top with their villainy and their <laughs> evil doing, and it's so funny. But again, you're going to see a lot of recognizable people. So, Hey, I once heard that no matter what the role, as long as you're in something, people are talking about you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. So Piper is still nervous about going to the reunion, but Prue tries to buck her up. Um, Prue thinks that the reunion can't go any worse than her last date. She started making lists again to weed out dates. Do you have lists, Sean? Have you made a list before? I haven't. I've done it once, but I've never made a routine out of it with every date that I go to. But in my head, I do have a small checklist i'm not going to say what that checklist is (laughs) this was a while ago it has completely changed but i did have a small checklist that i would use when i meet people (laughs) oh actually um i I take it back i did make kind of a verbal one with anthony when we were kind of looking for a third i was like they need to like scary movies they need to have a disneyland pass they need to play pokemon go and they need to like both of us (laughs) Oh, okay. No, that's that's a, a definite good list. Um, what do you think the idea about lists? Is that just putting too much pressure on somebody? Is that limiting yourself? Is is a list a good thing to use when you're looking for a potential? Um, I think it's good to know what you're looking for. I think, though, one of the pieces of advice that I got given to me a long time ago was you're never going to find your 100%. So if you're shooting for at least 80, you're doing pretty good. And I know that kind of sounds sad in a way, but I think it's also a very real way to look at what you're looking for. You know, you're not going to find a perfect person. So try to find the closest you can. And at least with the list, you can try to check off as much as you can. So with that being said, if somebody didn't meet those four things you listed earlier is that a no for you or does it still is it still case by case it's case by case because like one guy that we met that doesn't like disneyland but we still like him okay all right yeah um i again i one of the biggest things like way back when i'll just say one of them one of them was like no smoking at all like if i see it in your mouth we're not a match and it's not a judgment to them smoking. It's the fact that I just don't want to be around it and the longevity of it all. Like I, it's different than being friends with somebody 
or casually dating somebody versus a relationship. It's something that I just don't want a part of my life. So that was a big no for me. But I ended up dating somebody for like a month who did smoke and he knew my distaste for it and made it quite clear that he wouldn't have it around me to the point where I actually forgot that he was a smoker within that time I spent with him. So sometimes lists can definitely be good in as a guide, but it shouldn't be sort of like the be all. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, um, her last one scored a two due to the unusually bad breath <laughs> of Prue's list. And so Piper offers to scout out guys at the reunion, but Prue isn't interested. Phoebe then walks in and Prue and Piper invite her to come along. However, Phoebe says that she has some studying to do at the library. Uh, Piper, Prue, and Leo are taking some stuff to the car for the reunion. Justin Harper, a classmate of Piper who had a big crush on Prue, stops by. He initially mistakes Prue for Phoebe, though, and uh, Leo gets a jingle from the elders, which makes Piper unhappy. And so Leo reassures her that uh, she'll have the cutest date and then orbs away. So, Sean, when Phoebe says that she's going to the library, we, you know, obviously found out that's a lie. But, I mean, do you see how one lie is piling over another? Like, I get why she did this, but do you see, what do you, how do you see this being played out? Do you think that this is going to make things better or worse for her in the long run? I think it's going to keep getting worse. And we kind of see it in the episode because of what happens later with Prue. And I can see that same issue keep kind of coming up that the lies are going to start being too much and too many and they're not going to jive with each other. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, So Tara uh, is watching from the businessman's car uh, looking to get one of the sisters alone. And so the man's soul, who is in a mirror, by the way, you can see him in the reflection and he's wearing this big giant blanket. (laughs) Don't you just love the the fashion in heaven? Yeah. In limbo. (laughs) Uh, But Tarot tells him leaving his body will be a bit messy and it won't matter in any event. The man's soul is getting weaker and will eventually die. So at what point do you think that Phoebe should tell them the truth? I mean, how long do you think this is going on? Um, You know, like, do you wait for Cole to come back to prove that he's good? Like, when do you tell them the truth? I think she should have already told them. I don't think she should have hid it from them at all. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm surprised to hear you say that. (laughs) Why? Why I'm trying to remember. Well, I'm trying to remember in the last episode, didn't you say that you would, like, fake his death too just like phoebe or would or did you say you'd kill him i can't remember no i probably wouldn't kill him but i would try to convince the sisters like that there's good in him you know and hope that they trust me oh gotcha gotcha okay so you would let them know right away but just not vanquish him yeah gotcha gotcha now i have a question for you yeah. How many times do you think Cole's been like, or not Cole, uh, sorry, Leo, has been like, oh, they're calling? Because Piper doesn't know if they're calling or not because only he hears the jingle. So do you think it's like, yeah. hey, Leo, let's go watch a whole, like, uh, all four of the Twilight movies back to back? He's like, oh, I got the jingle. And then he's up there watching, like, Far From Home. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> he wouldn't be a white lighter if he was such a huge liar. But, yes, that would definitely work in his favor if you wanted to pull that. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, eventually I'd be like, look, your job's getting in between us. I'm done. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be over it. But, yeah, no, he could totally use that to his advantage. <laughs> so... You know what's funny? By this time of the episode, you know, we're like, we're learning a lot about Piper and how she was in high school and getting all this backstory on who they were as, you know, teenagers. And then all of a sudden, the camera pans out to the guy possessed by Tara. And I'm like, oh, I forgot we had her to deal with. I thought we were going to like go to the reunion and have to deal with some new demon. I completely forgot that we have to deal with this Tara woman. <laughs> Who 
came out in the beginning, I was like, oh yeah, here's our demon. <laughs> I don't know, but that to me, that just showed how interested I was in hearing more backstory with the, you know, with the sisters. I, I just found that more compelling. And then this guy coming in and, you know, fucking around with Prue and stuff. I just found that. And then I was like, oh yeah, we have to deal with Tara. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, Phoebe is at the mausoleum where she had pretended to vanquish Cole and tells herself she has to tell the truth. She has a vision of Cole's father being killed by a female demon and finds that Cole's father is buried here. She's taken aback by the date Cole's father died, 1888. All right, so we got more clues with Cole's past now. Any other theories on why we saw this that adds to his overall story hmm the only thing i could think of is that the female demon is cole's mother and that's why he's half and half and Mm -hmm. for some reason she killed the father i don't know what that is yet okay all right or maybe he has a soul again, so he has to be good unless he gets rid of the soul because he's been cursed with having a soul. Okay. All right. I'm just kidding. That's Angel's story. Oh, that is. I knew it sounded familiar, <laughs> but I didn't want to go there. <laughs> so Piper arrives at P3 and finds Missy Campbell, the homecoming queen during her senior year. Missy insults and belittles Piper by making her take out the trash in her own club. Prue wants to defend Piper, but she's stopped by Justin, who says Piper has to find her own legs. He remembers how Piper got so nervous during her run for freshman class secretary that Prue had to finish her speech for her. He admits he deliberately mistook Prue for Phoebe because he isn't interested in Prue anymore. She made him drool through most of high school. Prue discovers Justin is making lists for his dates as well. Tara walks down the stairs of P3. Wouldn't a guy who does the same thing as you turn you off, or is that a turn-on? I'd probably be a turn-off. Okay. I know, I think it's funny, like, oh, we have this in common, but I also know that I have somebody just as anal as I am. I don't know if that's going to (laughs) work. (laughs) (laughs) but um you know to have that sort of tidbit in common means they both i guess care a lot about who it is that they date but um i love that prue wants to defend her sister so bad i mean her natural instinct was to get up and run and help and then to hear about what she did for her as a teen doing her speech. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I really liked hearing that about Prue's character is that even though she does come off as a bit of a downer, sometimes she really does love her younger sisters, but poor Piper having to revolt back to her high school days and just feeling inadequate and not, you know, up to level with who she believes is is on top of the totem pole especially when this reunion reception is being held at her club like she should feel on top of the world but it high school can do that do do you think that would happen to you if you had gone um i don't know or were you one of the cool ones (laughs) i don't think i'd revert back to that extent i think I was definitely a nerd in high school and I still am, but I do have more esteem now than I did then. So I think I could see myself connecting with people I didn't talk to as much in high school or like those people changing. Cause I don't think people stay like Missy did, like being a bitch all their life. I think a a lot of people like come out of that when they get older. It's such a TV trope too. And I know that a lot of people, uh, get defined by who they were in high school and especially the cliques that they belong to, which kind of carries out your personality on TV. You only have a few minutes to like give them their life story. And that's usually in the acting. And so somebody who was a bitch in high school really has to project that now. Otherwise we wouldn't get that impression unless we got more backstory. Right. Um, but yeah, it sucks that we, 
had to kind of grow up in the 90s with said tropes and we didn't get an example that people could change um just think about like Romeo and Michelle how we always see the jock turn out to be like the nastiest guy when they grow up because they peak in high school which I'm sure that isn't true for a lot of jocks but I'm sure them watching their characters like that get played out kind of sucks for them when most likely they probably didn't end up bad you know right but it makes sense why that trope exists because the us as moviegoers most of us weren't the jock or the popular like those are usually the lesser of the amount of people in high school so it reaches Mm -hmm. a bigger audience to see like the nerdy one or the ones who weren't as popular and the ones who were popular being you know losers now yeah 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 so Prue sees Piper hauling a trash bag out and tries to buck her up. <laughs> that buck her up is back. <laughs> but Piper says that being around her old um, high school um, compatriots makes her feel like her 16-year-old self again. And so she does, and however, in, in, intend to get rid of the balloons and streamers, Tara follows Piper out to the dumpster, and uh, he stabs himself, and Tara emerges and enters Piper. I love Piper's reaction when he stabs herself in the chest. <laughs> she kind of just like, oh, my God. And she, like, <laughs> grabs her chest. But it just, <laughs> I don't know. How do you, re- I don't know. I don't know if there's a correct way to, to act when somebody kills themselves in front of you. It was just the way she did it. She was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, she was watching a movie or something. Um, so Tara sees Piper's soul in her reflection. In the office, Piper threatens to vanquish Tara if she doesn't get out of her body, but Tara ignores her and goes back to the party. Missy continues to bark orders at Piper, and, and, you know, Tara takes it, but then Prue encourages Piper to, uh, stand up for herself, and I love this. She goes, oh, I can do that? Okay. And so she goes, hey, bitch. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Move the trays yourself. (laughs) I love this. She did not hesitate. And it's funny, even though she's a demon, I just, it's funny how there are so many different personalities out there where one wouldn't even fathom the thought of saying something like that. And another one doesn't care, has no filter, and will just say whatever. And... The, I, don't, I don't know the result I guess was in her favor but it's just like people there are some people like Piper who just would never think to be that vulgar one or that abrasive to someone um which one would you be Sean would you have like been like hey bitch Clay, do it yourself or would you just had done the nice thing and just kept the peace (laughs) i would have been more like the hey bitch comment but i wouldn't have said hey bitch like that was a little out of line (laughs) but i probably would have been more abrasive like do it yourself or like find a cleaning person you know something kind (laughs) of snarky or smart assy yeah and did you see any cleaners or anyone that piper could order to do it since she's at the club i didn't see anybody of that sort but apparently she has workers there that she didn't want to use yeah i didn't see nobody (laughs) so suddenly piper summons up enough strength to beg prue to help oh yeah she comes out of it that's right and then she's like prue help and Before Piper can really explain, Tara takes over again and talks Prue into letting her go home to rest. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Kirkin finds the body of the businessman and revives him with a spell. He asks the businessman where Tara went. The businessman says Tara went to the manor. Kirkin then kills the businessman again. I hope you know, like, whenever I see the word manor, I always think of Sarah Sanderson. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. How <laughs> should not speak to master in such a manner. Manner. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe goes. What do you see what I'm going to call you? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Take your clock marks and get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You started That's it. That's enough of that, Rob. Stop it. You always do this to me. I can't. I love quoting that movie. <laughs> 
Phoebe goes to the Historical Society and learns that Benjamin Col Coleridge Turner had died in 1888. He had a wife named Elizabeth, but there's no record of her death or Cole's because she's a demon. <laughs> Coleridge. <laughs> Tara demands that Piper tell her what her powers are. She suspects Kierkin is after her. Piper is only willing to help Tara if she leaves her body. Piper warns Tara that Prue and Phoebe will figure out what's happening and if she dies. They'll hunt Tara down. Tara tells her that in a few hours she will die anyway, then decides to trick Prue and our Phoebe into helping her vanquish Kierkin. Okay, so... We're kind of in in the the thick of it right now, Sean. So far, what do you think about this current plot that we've got going on? Um, I mean, you knew it was Piper centric for sure, but um, what do you think of our um, sort of dilemma this week? Well, and thinking back to my guest last week, that there's going to be a spell that made Piper more, you know, loose. Um, yeah, I knew as the episode started going that I was wrong. I knew it was going to be like a possession thing right away. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like the way the episode is coming along because it feels very dangerous because like she says it throughout the episode, but Tara has to kill herself to come out of that body. And now she's in Piper. Exactly. So, you know, the stakes are definitely high here. Are we going to see Piper die? How are the sisters going to get her out? So it's very exciting to me. I know I, I totally agree. Yeah, the stakes are definitely high. Um, something else that I noticed in this particular scene is that Piper has been so strong and confident in talking with Tara. Yes, her soul is definitely possessed right now, but she's not crying or in fear. And she's just like, I'm not going to tell you anything. My sisters will, you know, figure it out and blah, blah. Like she's just standing her ground. And it's just like, why can't you just channel that when you go back to high school? You know, mm -hmm. it's just we do see that when she is herself, she is a very strong woman. And there was just no hesitation or without a doubt that she was going to triumph and over her, even though, like you said, Sean, the stakes are super high. So I just like how Piper is just really standing her ground with her. And I love how like snarky she is with Tara. Like she's so funny. Um, what did you think of the effects as far as like the reflections in the mirror and stuff like that? I thought it looked fine. It didn't strike me as, you know, overly cheesy or overly good. So I think it was fitting for the episode, though. Okay, cool. So Prue deliberately makes things difficult for Missy. Uh, when Missy wants Prue help with the DJ, Prue twitches her finger and drops all <laughs> the balloons onto the floor, which was about the third time this has happened. <laughs> Um, okay, so she's using magic for personal gain again, but I gotta give it to her for this one. I love it. I love that she's subtly just like throwing so much shade at her right now. <laughs> so Justin notices uh, this has happened tw uh, two times before, and so he thinks that P3 is haunted by a poltergeist, and Prue is very surprised that Justin believes in a supernatural. Uh, just then, the phone rings, and it's Piper who's still possessed by Tara, who reports finding a demon in the house. And I love she just gives this face like, <laughs> jerk off. <laughs> She's like, there's a demon in the house. <laughs> Prue asks if uh, she froze him, and that's how she finds out about her power, because Piper was keeping it from her this whole time. And so um, Piper is very intrigued that... Um, that the real Piper has that power, and Piper warns Tara that her sisters will figure out something's amiss. But Tara threatens to kill Piper and possess either Prue or Phoebe and keep killing them if they don't cooperate. And so Piper reluctantly tells Tara finally where the Book of Shadows is. I love how wet Prue gets when she finds out that he is into the <laughs> supernatural. <laughs> When you know what's funny, I went out on a date like that once where things just kept aligning. We just so happened to be in common with so much stuff and it just it just lights a fire in you to just want to know more, but to also to let your guard down. Your comfort level just goes up and it's just nice to have somebody out there who 
you probably didn't know until then have sort of the same interests and knowledge as, as you in certain areas. And it's fun to discover. Yeah. Okay, Prue picks up Phoebe from the Historical Society. While they're on their way back to the manor, Tara is keen to vanquish Kirkin. Piper tries to tell Tara that it takes the power of three to vanquish an alchemist. Just then, Kirkin barges into the manor and knocks Piper Tara down. Just as Kirkin is about to stab Piper Tara, she freezes him, telling him that he just pissed off a charmed one. Prue and Phoebe enter after him, and the three read a spell. You ready, Rob? Yes. Let flesh Let be flesh. Flesh be flesh and bone, and bone be bone. Be bone. The alchemist shall transform, shall transform none. none. Cruel scientist <laughs> of evil born. What happened to you? <laughs> With these words, face the fire scorn. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Ugh. If you couldn't tell, Charmies, we are recording remotely, so we can't time it as best as we can. Let's try it one more time. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Let flesh, Let be, flesh, flesh be flesh. And bone be bone. And bone be bone. The alchemist, the alchemist shall transform, transform none. none. Cruel scientist. Cruel scientist of evil, of evil born. born. With these words. With these words. Face the face fire the scorn. scorn. You know, these women had such an easy time doing speakerphone <laughs> and saying a spell, power of three AT&T, all well. And then on freaking Skype, we got this huge-ass delay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it. We got them. We em. did the best we could under these circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they read the spell, and Kirkin says he could have helped them before he dies. Kirkin drops a small bottle as he goes up in flames. Prue and Phoebe want to find out more about the female demon who's after them, but Piper Terra doesn't think they should take a demon seriously. Piper Terra is about to walk out to change when a weakened Piper tries to warn Prue and Phoebe that Terra is killing her. Before Prue can find out more, Terra takes over again and walks out. Prue wonders... Why Phoebe didn't tell her she was really at the Historical Society, and Phoebe admits that she still has feelings for Cole, but not for Belzazar. <laughs> um, so that was the end of our Kirkin. What did you think of Rain Wilson's role in this? I thought he was fun, and it was nice seeing him in a different type of role. Okay, all right. Yeah, he looked super young, though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Piper Tara has uh, shook her black suit and oh I'm sorry let me read that again so Piper Tara has shucked her black suit and pearls for a hot red halter top and skin tight black leather pants uh, Piper offers to spare Tara if she leaves willingly but Tara isn't willing to give up Piper's powers. See, that's a greedy demon right there. Every time they get greedy and this is their downfall, she could have like just left. Just just took off. Um, so Piper sees Leo orbing in and says that if Prue and Phoebe don't kill Tara, my boyfriend Tom will. <laughs> Tom. He does look like a Tom. <laughs> Tara addresses him by that name and passionately kisses him. But he notices the difference, and Leo is suspicious, and Tara blasts him against the wall, knocking him out. Uh, Prue finds the page on Alchemist in the Book of Shadows, and Phoebe sees Piper Tara leaving without Leo or saying goodbye to her sisters. So Prue reads about the life essence in the book, and Alchemist use, usually stores them in a small bottle called an essence barrier. And so Prue suddenly remembers that Piper's uh, strange behavior. She believes that Piper is possessed and that the bottle Kirkin dropped is an essence barrier. And so she and Phoebe start working on a spell on the way to the club. So I love, love the scene. I know that I was trashing on Leo last week, but he makes up for it this week by noticing his woman is not who she says she is. And I love how he could tell and immediately just like challenged her to be like, yeah, what's my name, bitch? 
And <laughs> I mean, I just love that he knows his woman good enough to tell the difference before his sis her sisters on top of that. Yeah, I lo- I really like that scene. She was smart for the Tom thing. I actually really liked the Phoebe Prue scene because I thought it so well showcased how Phoebe is an emotions girl. She notices people's emotions. She is emotional. So she kept going on about something's wrong with Piper. You know, Piper doesn't seem right. But the whole time, Prue is a facts girl. So she doesn't care as much about or notice emotions as much. So she was totally missing all the signs. And I like that they couldn't have done it without each other because they had to find in the book about the possession. But they also needed Phoebe to notice all the small signs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I see that. I see that as well. That's a good um that's a good read on that. Oh, it's my turn. Yep. At P three, Piper dances barefoot on top of the bar to EMF's unbelievable. Which also explains the Nasty. name Coyote Piper. <laughs> <laughs> In a scene similar to the one in Coyote Ugly, Prue and Phoebe arrive, pull Piper outside, and read the spell. Oh, no. (laughs) We have another spell. (laughs) Okay, this one's really short, though, so. Ready? Host, soul. Soul, reject the poison. Essence. Let love's, let love's light, light in this cruel, in this possession. cruel possession. We were pretty good that time. Yeah, that was a little better. That was yeah. a little better. <laughs> so Piper Terra staggers, but nothing else happens because the this possessing spell requires the power of three. Womp. Womp womp. Tara tells them that she has an alchemist power since she was made from Kirkin's blood and she's grown even more powerful being in Piper's body. They call for Leo, but he is still unconscious. Tara tries to blow past Prue and Phoebe and head back to the party, but Prue badassily flings Piper Tara into a dumpster and orders her out. Piper Tara pulls the dagger out of the businessman's body, but Prue begs her not to kill Piper. Inside P3, the sisters try to drag Piper back to the manor. Prue and Piper Tara get into a fight with Missy side commenting about how she knew that Prue and Piper were not that close. These gossipers, so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Sean, the million dollar question, can Piper dance? She can dance and she looks good doing. I would pay some, I would make it rain wilson all over her body (laughs) i really loved her dancing on that table (laughs) she looked so good in those leather pants oh my god that was so good and for a wb show i think she did an amazing job right um but no i really i really like that that scene was funny and god the sisters reactions when they came down the steps and phoebe was like oh oh oh." She and Prue just was like stunned. She she didn't even know what to say. She just had this look on her face. I watched that so many times when I was rewatching this. Just them walking down the stairs and seeing her do that. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Um, but this is also what's cool. So before they get into the fight, um, Piper's dancing with her Missy's husband, who is gross, and like even though the wife caught him dancing with her, he still continues to dance with her. And then Missy runs away and Prue's like, yeah, your wife went that way. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> love like, just a reminder, you are married, sicko. It was just so funny. I love her shade in this. It's so good. Um, and didn't you love Prue's judo top? Yeah. She totally Austin Powers her. I noticed that too. I was surprised she didn't have machine gun jubblies. <laughs> she totally judo chopped her that's funny i wonder if that would actually really knock you out or if it would just really hurt like hell yeah i thought that was funny it shouldn't have knocked her out yeah but yeah no i like that scene that was fun okay so back at the manor prue stays with piper while phoebe awakens leo 
Prue apologizes to her unconscious sister and then flings a knife into Piper's chest. That shit was scary as fuck when I first saw it because I didn't know her plan. And to see that knife go into her chest, I just did not expect that at all. But it's puncturing her heart and releases Tara. And so Phoebe and Leo rush in and Leo is distraught, explaining to Prue that he can't heal the dead. So, Sean, what did you think what was happening at this scene? Or, I mean, I mean, it's a TV show. We know they're not going to die. But, like, did anything, like, go through your head when you were watching this at all? Or you were just like, eh, they got it. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I, like, I knew Prue had a trick up her sleeve. And I knew Rob is going to ask me what I think that trick is. So I kept trying to figure (laughs) out what it may be. And I couldn't put my finger on it. But I knew that Piper would be safe, though. Okay, all right. So Tara then possesses Leo, as um, was Prue's plan all along. And uh, Prue and Phoebe often um, offer to let Tara destroy her essence barrier if she revives Piper. Otherwise, they'll stab Leo and suck Tara back into the barrier for good. So Leo Tara revives Piper, and the sisters hand the barrier to Leo Tara, who smashes it. And then the sisters then start the depossessing spell again. Realizing that she's been double-crossed, Tara tries to blast them, but Prue deflects it, and uh, the blast goes right into the mirror. Uh, The sisters uh, finish the spell and eject Tara from Leo. Tara blows up almost immediately since she's destroyed the essence barrier. She had no means of survival. And so then Leo finishes healing Piper, who was uh, still bleeding. So I do like Prue's plan, but it is very risky because you know what could have happened? Leo could have, or Leo Terra could have easily just ordered up to the elders and took them all out. That's true. You're right. And that is some scary shit, but everything was happening so fast. I totally get it. So, yeah. All right. Prue and Phoebe tell Piper about the show she put on when Terra possessed her. Piper thanks Leo that he knew the difference between her kisses and Tara's. She also sarcastically thanks Prue for having the courage to kill her. Prue and Justin agree to go on a date sometime. Leo notices Phoebe still seems sad over Cole. She tells him that Cole seduced her and she let him. Leo tells her that nobody knew that Cole was evil. Phoebe tells him that he's still alive. In her heart. <laughs> Thank you for the pause. I love that. So with Prue's <laughs> So with Prue's plan, would you have gone along with this plan? I don't think she gave them a choice. I think like she basically was like just follow my lead and she just did everything. That takes a lot of trust. I don't know if I can go through with this plan. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't have a plan B, but that is some I don't know if I could do it. But they kind of did it in the Power of Two. Do you remember when Prue had to die and be a ghost in order to get rid of Alcatraz, dude? Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Having to kill themselves all the time, it's kind of risky. But yeah, uh, it looked like they really had no choice for sure. So uh, yeah, that was our episode. Sean, what did you think of the um, Coyote Piper? <laughs> um, I call one shenanigan. Oh, um, when Leo healed Piper, he healed her shirt too. I didn't know he was a magical tailor. Like, <laughs> is he like one of those elves that fix shoes in the night? I want to say that that's happened before. For some reason, it just seems like he's reverting time back to when she wasn't stabbed. Therefore, the clothes heal too. And I've seen this happen on demons, some demons, not all demons, but. Yeah, it's just sort of like a rewind of time just with the wound itself instead of just healing the wound and not the clothes. But I totally get that. The rule is different in in certain movies and TV shows. Yeah, actually, you brought up the time thing. I noticed that earlier because there was one point when Tara used the power and like the knife came back up out of the person into her hand. So I'll, mm-hmm. I accept your answer. but good catch though i love when you pay attention (laughs) (laughs) but yes i really like this episode i like the humor i liked the risk factor like it actually had me like worried for piper it was exciting i think um the whole 
story with Phoebe and her kind of the wedge that's forming between her and her sisters because of Cole and not knowing where Cole is like this is definitely more of that storytelling that I was looking forward to in the show. Very good. Very good. Now, Cole did not appear in this episode. How many episodes are you going to be okay with Cole not showing up? He gets two episodes and then she's mad. (laughs) What would you prefer as far as storytelling? Would you want him to come back right away or stay away for a while? No, I think it, it ups the ante with him being away for a little while. Okay. All right, so that's one. Let's see how many it takes for him to come back. Um, <laughs> so I have some notes for this episode. Uh, Phoebe received a premonition about Cole's dad while leaning against a coffin instead of actually touching it with her hands. So a little bit of growth with her power, but she, it seems that she's able to kind of channel it in many different ways and not just with her hands. Uh, Piper dies for a third time in this episode. <laughs> um, and Piper's dance actually was choreographed by the one and only Shannon Doherty. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I can get footage of that, but that would have been amazing. Um, the title reference, as you picked up, Sean, um, is from the movie Cowdy Ugly, which I remember you saying you're a fan. Mm-hmm. And the lead actress... Do you remember her real name? Oh, I don't. Here's a little hint. It in, it's one of the sisters' names, actually. So Coyote Piper definitely plays a big role in this title because the lead actress was Piper Paraboo. Oh, how cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Sean, was this episode worth the wait this week? It was. This is definitely more of what I'd like to see on the show. Okay. All right. We got another worth the wait. Season three is kicking off well. I love it. Okay. Uh, So (laughs) before we get to our hot man meter, Sean wants to bring back our game that we played. I think it was um, our first episode of the season. It was, and we had some audio issues that episode, so I thought I'd reintroduce it with a kind of a new twist. So it's called Witch Witch, so I'm going to spin a wheel, and it's going to randomly assign a witch to both me and Rob, and then I'm going to spin a second wheel because I'm a nerd, and I love to make games, and I put all these things on these wheels, and we're both going to defend which witch would be better in that situation and why we feel that way. And I thought the twist, we are going to start to try to hear more from our charmies. So I've actually chosen our self-proclaimed fanboy, as he calls himself, Tobias Burning. He is going to let us know who had the best defense for their witch and which one he thinks should win between you and I, Rob. And then he's also going to tell us some charmy stuff about himself so we all get to know him okay sounds good so we'll we'll read off who he's chosen um on our next episode yes okay okay fair enough all right sean so go ahead all right i'm gonna spin for you sir and you just have to trust me because we're doing this remotely (laughs) okay sounds good (laughs) all right so yours is (laughs) you're gonna like this yours is ursula Oh, I get Ursi. Okay, cool. I'm cool with that. Hopefully the category fits. Oh, no. You know who mine is? Who? Piper. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No fair. All right, let's see the witch witch category. It's spinning. Okay, so Ursula versus Piper, who would cause more chaos? chaos (laughs) you can go first (laughs) (laughs) i had to go first last time too oh did you oh okay well i can go first yeah you go first this time okay all right so you have the clock oh yeah yeah let me get that i totally forgot yeah so charmies we have 30 seconds only because you know 
this is an hour show and we got to get cracking <laughs> right tell some gay nerds to talk about a witch they'll take an hour alone <laughs> <laughs> okay right. let me let me know all right timer is starting right now all right, so, I mean, honestly, it's Ursula. She is the sea witch. She basically created, like, storms in the air. I mean, she is totally down for world domination. She gives no qualms about who she hurts in the process. She was willing to marry a dude to get what she wanted. And clearly, she is the baddest witch out there so i feel that with chaos she's evil Stop. she okay <laughs> nicely done nicely done thank you all right and i'm starting a timer for me all right so when it comes to chaos you don't necessarily have to be evil you just have to make crazy things happen and how crazy is it gonna be when piper freezes time and then moves everything all over the place and then unfreezes. So people are just going to be scared out of their minds. They're not going to know what's happening. Plus, um, let's mention that she's not constricted to water. She can go wherever she wants. She can scuba dive if she wants to go underwater. Or she can just walk on land. She's more mobile. That's my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how fitting your time ended at the end of your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I gave you an extra second, too. Oh, thank you so much. All right, You're well. You're so welcome. <laughs> All right, so then um, once Tobias hears our episode, he'll let me know who he chose, and then he'll answer a few questions for us, and we'll read it off next episode. Very, very good, very good. Uh, Which I also want to mention that he's very nerdy cute, and he called me a little bit pervy for calling Michael Lumiere cute on the show. But yeah, I just never said that he was cute, too. He's very cute. <laughs> oh, so you're no longer pervy because you think he's cute, too. No, I'm probably like double pervy now. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> All right, Sean. It's that time of the episode. It's time for Hot Man Meter. Okay, Charmies, it's time to pull out your hot man meter list. Join us in deciding which one of these guys is on your hot man meter. Sean, we have a few folks here that could possibly shake up our list. What about Chad Willett as Justin Harper? This is Prue's uh, crush. Uh, does he make your top 10 this week? Well, Rob, thank you for asking because he does. And I okay. thought he was very much a cutie pie so i'm gonna put him right under troxa oh okay goes under troxa so that means he is your sixth person he's okay. a number six all right uh justin is a fucking cutie i love justin so much and because I've seen the show before, I this is my favorite guy for Prue. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I love Justin with Prue. So he is definitely going on my list as well. I'm actually going to put him... Which one was Micah? Oh, that's who that... Okay, yeah, he's going... So Justin is going right under Troxa as my number four. Mm. Yeah, so that means that Reese Davidson immediately goes off your list. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I'm at 10 now. Wait, I'm exactly at 10. So nobody goes off my list. And at the bottom is still Billy Ray Galeon as the assistant demon number one. All right, okay. but we're not done. What about young Rain Wilson? Does he make your top 10 this week? Um, he can stay in the office, Rob. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I think I prefer him better with a little scruff on him. That clean shaven face was not a cute look for me. <laughs> uh, so he's not going to go on my list either. 
Um, so, Sean, do you happen to remember the businessman before um, Tara's possession of him? He is played by uh, Andrew Bowen. Does he make your top ten this week? Is he cuter than Vinceris? Cuter than what? Is he cuter than Vinceris? Oh. He was cute, but I'm going to keep my list. I like it. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, I'm not going to put him above assistant demon number one. Um, he looked okay. He looked decent. I would go on a date with him, but yeah, not cute enough for my top 10. And then we have one other guy. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but when they get into a fight at the club and some guy goes, Oh, look, cat fight. He played this drunk guy. Um, his name is Philip Boyd. He had sort of long hair, looked kind of college-y. I don't know if you remember him. Does he make your top he, ten this week? He reminded me of the husband from Romy and Michelle High School Reunion, actually. The jock husband. Yeah, yeah, I remember. But no, he doesn't make it. Okay. Uh, yes, he's not going on my list either. I think Justin is the one and only hottie in this episode, so... Um, yeah. Okay. Did any of those men shake up your list, though? Remember to update your list. And at the end of the season, I'm going to collect all of those lists so I can compile um, a top 10 list for just you, Charmies, alone. And now let's move on to our MVP sister. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Who wins MVP this week for you, Sean? All right, so Phoebe was rarely in the episode. Prue was an awesome character to, like, protect Piper so much, and her fighting skills were amazing. But Piper danced up on that bar in those pants, and she was fucking (laughs) hot. So, yeah, she makes it. (laughs) Very good, very good. Um, Here is the thing. I really should be going with piper right now because yes she definitely played dual roles uh the the bar dancing was awesome and you know this was obviously a piper centric episode she she got more scenes however there's something throughout this episode that i kept mentioning how prue was so cool in this episode between standing up for her sister between the low blows at missy with the whole balloons you know like you said sean the the fighting scene and just how protective she is over her sisters and her you know chemistry with justin i don't know i just think today i mean this episode i just think she really stood out even though this was a piper centric episode so i'm actually giving mvp to prue this week who are you (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, and, pl- and, you know, both women looked great. All three of them looked great this episode. I didn't think anybody had horrible fashion or anything like that. They all looked great. Okay, so that is going to do it for our Hot Man Meter and MVP sister Next week on Charmed is another fun one, very isolated, sort of Demon of the Week-like. It's We All Scream for Ice Cream. Sean, <laughs> what do you think this episode is about? Uh, Demon Ice Cream Man. <laughs> uh, okay, now that is a very creative answer, and you definitely use the title. What do you think the ice cream man demon does i think there's something in the ice cream that (laughs) enslaves people and lets them makes them do what he wants them to do (laughs) all right so for anyone who has not seen this show before and if you're following along this entire show is on netflix watch the episode then come back to us for a full recap We'll see if Sean is correct. (laughs) I won't spoil anything, but uh, I will say that I do enjoy this episode. And we also have a character from first season appearing for the second time. So, Sean, you're going to get a character that hasn't returned since first season. So, uh, 
this will be a fun episode. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening to our episode this week. And uh, we will have another episode for you next week during Sunday brunch. Uh, anyone who is new to our show, we are on Twitter at BWTH Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Brunch with the Hollowells. Feel free to send us any message, either direct message or tweet us about your thoughts on our show or the episode that we just recapped today. Uh, Sean, say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye to the folks. <laughs>